Hello, lover. This is Arabella, the Love and Sex Podcast. If you're interested in sacred sex and divine love, I'll twist it up with some spiritual guidance. And this is the podcast for you. Today's episode will begin after our sponsored segment. Hello, lovers. Welcome back to another episode of This is Arabella. I am so excited to introduce you to Nate. I know I'm going to put hey. you last name. <laughs> Nate Shearer? Sure. Yes. That's sure. good. Sure. Nate. And I actually met Nate on Twitter. What's your handle on Twitter, Nate? Um, Rational Impact. Rational All one impact. word. That's right. And uh, we met there, but actually Nate caught my attention and interest with his very long amazingly powerful comments on some of my love and sex uh, videos on YouTube. And I'm like, oh, I need to have Nate on the Love and Sex (laughs) podcast. So welcome, welcome, Nate. Glad that you're here today. Um, Awesome. So Nate's uh, self-described bio is artist, I can confirm, writer, Yes. Dreamer that has spent most of his life interested in issues surrounding love and sex. So you're the perfect guest. Um, And I usually meditate on what topic to have. And sometimes when I meditate, I'm told for the guests to pick it. And so Nate actually picked the topic of unconditional love and Christ consciousness, how it can create a new paradigm for love and sex in society. So um, everyone, please welcome Nate, and all of his links are going to be below. And as you go along, when this is premiering, make sure that you comment in the live chat or comment when you watch the replay, because Nate and I want to know what you think of the content and what your perspectives are. So um, I know a little tiny bit of your story and your interest in love and sex and and all of that. Can you... um, share with our viewers, Nate, about you and your journey. Yeah, well, I mean, just to give as quick of a rundown as possible, um, I really woke up like seventh grade, like with just, I mean, I was always kind of the strange one, you know, um, Mm -hmm. and raised in a pretty, um, you know, more conservative kind of religious um, world. And Mm -hmm. so my spirituality was kind of like, weird compared to that world um, right. but I was just ever since seventh grade just like tons of spiritual energy and like interested in you know art and just kind of um, you know more like kind of a I guess a poet type you know kind of energy and everything um, uh-huh. didn't really think too much about it at first but and I was always kind of like a shy and anxious you know kid and everything and then I got to high school and I got a little more confident and went through some more spiritual awakenings. And I just never um, could really get along with like the religious dogma. And I always, you know, didn't understand why people were so kind of puritanical about certain things and um, just things like that. But um, I mean, my issue has never been with like religious people or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Cause I mean, I was raised by like, you know, I mean, everyone in my family has been like very religious and hardworking and very loving. So, you know, I mean, it's not the people that are the problem or even the core of the religion itself. It's just some of the dogmas, you know, it gets into silly things like thought crime and like, you know, you can't, you know, even really express your own like um, creative energy or your own like sexual energy. Um, even with like yourself, like just personally. And that's a big thing that I like to talk about too, is your sovereignty with your own spiritual, like sexual energy. And also, you know, when you say sexual, like people immediately think of like something physical, 
but it doesn't even have to be physical, like, because it's the, if you're familiar at all with the um, chakra systems, you got like seven of them, and the sacral chakra is kind of the main one that's like the creative and sexual energy center. And it's like, it's one and the same. So it's like the creative force is the sexual force. So, and it just depends on how you use it. I mean, you can use it like purely for art even, but if you have a lot of dogma or shame or guilt, you know, with things that are focused way too much on like, just, oh, you're a dirty sinner and all this type of stuff, you know, then that's going to really shut that energy center down. And you're going to like, you know, turn into concrete and <laughs> withdrawal. And it's going to affect not just your creativity, but your emotions, your even your your mentality, you know. And so I've just seen a lot of kind of extremism, you know, on multiple sides of the yeah. issue. And so eventually, like, senior year was probably my best year for me, like, in school, because I was, like, the most confident and um, kind of really developed my own thinking um, at that point in my life. And mm -hmm. I eventually just kind of got tired of the religious stuff altogether and just kind of left it completely, just kind of threw it all away for a while and just kind of assumed I was an atheist or whatever. But mm -hmm. um, it was interesting. And you know, I look back at it now, I'm like, oh, I was like a real, like, you know, some kind of real spiritual kind of like, you know, download or something, if you call it, or inspiration, whatever you want to say. Yeah. Um, at the time, <laughs> I remember the night that I was like, really, because I'm kind of, you know, I'm a little dramatic sometimes, <laughs> and I like turn everything into a story. So even just with my own life. So um, I had a night um, that I was like, okay, I think I'm going like officially kind of declare myself like not religious anymore, you know, atheist, whatever, you know, but I knew like something told me that I had to believe in something, right? Like not that you couldn't just like measure or whatever. And I just, you know, one thing I knew that I always was connected to on some level was love, just, you know, unconditional love. And so mm -hmm. even at that kind of, you know, most um, materialistic thinking in my mind, I decided to believe in that. And that really anchored me like through so many experiences because I um, got into kind of the atheist world at first and I appreciated how, you know, it was less dogmatic around like, you know, your body and more accepting of creative and, you know, that mm -hmm. creative sexual energy, not, you know, into like all the thought crime stuff and sin this and that, you know, and everything. It's like, well, it's like, just as long as you're not hurting anybody else, what, you know, what matters, you know, just live your own life. But that materialism kind of, I seen it, like, it kind of got into some um, kind of like anger and like more of a kind of militant type atheism that I just started to not like. And I was just like, this isn't very loving, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's yeah. like, it seems like a dead end. So I kind of, after a few years of doing that, I kind of got a little just progressively, maybe from like the 20, you know, 14, 2015, definitely by around 2015, um, mm -hmm. I got a little more um, just kind of generally spiritual, just whatever, you know, I was just trying to figure it out, like just kind of doing my own little thing here and there. And back in seventh grade, I was really kind of out there with like the woo woo stuff like I had dream catchers and you know all kinds of little trinkets and stuff like that and then I kind of yeah. just threw that away for a while because I thought oh just a bunch of superstition you know um, but I started to kind of slowly reintegrate that a bit but mm -hmm. I kind of had to throw the baby out with the bathwater at first to then like you know yeah. see what was real for me and what was real without any of the books or the you know yeah, any other teachers or anything like that and it, that stuff is great as a resource but it's kind of like you got to ask yourself if you wake up one morning and all your books all your teachers everything's gone oh well, I mean what do you believe in you know I mean because if you don't know then you haven't gone within enough to really understand that so um <laughs> 
so I just went from there getting vaguely more spiritual a little bit here and there. Um, and then 2019 was a big wake up call as well. And yeah. that was probably coming out of the worst time for me, um, kind of mentally and anxiety based and stuff, um, mm -hmm. getting over a lot of that. And it was funny too, cause I went from the atheism world to like kind of a more like political world and I got into that stuff for a while and then kind of a lot of the same stuff started to happen you know where I was like okay like I agree with like the core values of this thing and that thing and everything and you know um like for instance um I kind of got into some of the more like extreme unhealed parts of some of the like feminist type stuff like I always you know I mean again ever since seventh grade I actually have it's kind of hard to explain, but I always feel like I have had some kind of connection to like the divine, divine feminine energy and stuff like that. And so I've really connected with that. And that was one of my main reasons for kind of leaving the, you know, religious dogma stuff. Cause I just, it's, it's definitely harder on women. There's no doubt about that. Cause the, you know, sexual energy that is more kind of put on them as like, you know, more dress code related things and stuff like that. They mm -hmm. just don't really make any sense. Right. Not, not even from a religious or, you know, divine perspective. I mean, there's nothing like, you know, if you follow Jesus and Christ and all that stuff, never says anything about any of that, you know, <laughs> it's just people and even people in the Bible, even like not even getting into any like out there text, like just the mainstream bible like um there's one guy in there that says basically it's like uh well i think you know people should dress this way and ha have this kind of code and blah 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 but then he even says it's like well but there's no official rules on that that's just my opinion and then like yeah. a lot of people go and take that guy's opinion <laughs> you know and not even they focus more on that than anything around Jesus or Christ or anything like that. And so that's the kind of stuff that I'm like, well, let's just kind of take that and like, eh, <laughs> you know, move that over yeah, here a bit because yeah. it's not what's important. Um, it's the unconditional love and forgiveness and all that stuff that Christ taught. I mean, he right. didn't go around telling people how to, you know, <laughs> um, he wasn't like a busybody getting into everybody's lives or yeah. anything like yeah. that. So and I mean, that goes, yeah. I would say that way of thinking for me goes for like, regardless of what religion you are or anything. I mean, I just, I'm coming from a Christian perspective. That's my world. So that's what I get. Um, right. But. Um, and, and likely more shall be revealed to you as time goes on. Yeah. Oh yeah. And that's, that's the thing. And, and, and we evolve too, you know, I mean, yeah. you know, back then maybe, you know, <laughs> honestly, maybe humanity back then were, was a little more, uh, childlike and maybe needed some more you know strict rules mm -hmm. even you know but you know you grow up and that's what we're doing right now through yeah. this whole awakening we're like growing yes. up at warp speed so and, yeah yeah uh, so can I, mean, I point I, out some so yeah, can i ahead. ask you about some key points that you sure. made or or you know extrapolate yeah. on those so i'm so glad that you shared about like like going from being raised in the religious dogmas and belief systems and all that the polar opposite of atheists because a mm. lot of us and i don't see it talked about widely that's so common like yes. we go from point a to point i don't know <laughs> z z z yeah. or whatever but and that's really normal and common and it's okay if you happen to be watching this like that's totally normal and as nate said it's all about like kind of you delved into the politics, you, mm -hmm. you like explored different things. That's yeah. what awake to me. I believe that's what awakening is. And to find out what's true for you and what's mm -hmm. true for Nate. Nate is his guru for me. I'm my guru. You're your guru if you're watching. It, it's so important to explore all those little hidden yeah thoughts, beliefs, and, and find out what's true for you. So thank you so much for sharing. Something you started with that also I would love to explore a little bit more with you is, is that the 
what we claim, you know, sexual energy is our root chakra, the creativity that resides there. Um, many of us that are spiritual know about like sharing energy through the root chakra without the physical. Um, and I, I see people use it really beautifully. And then I see people really abusing it. Uh -huh. I'll just say that. Um, and, um, but the question for you is, do you have an opinion for those that think sex is just that physical thing, which we know is an ego perspective? Uh -huh. How do you shift? Do you have guidance, some suggestions, anything that worked for you? How to shift out of that ego into realizing that we're energy and that sexual energy is, is so much more important than we're giving it mm -hmm. credit for. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that segues really beautifully into kind of, if anything, the main point of some of this that I wanted to get to is the sovereignty over that energy. Because, yeah, you know, you got on one side, you have like the repression of that energy. And that's not healthy. I mean, again, you know, whether it's, whether you're using it in a more directly sexual way or a non-sexual way, like you don't want to repress it. I mean, especially just within yourself anyway, you know? So, I mean, like, you know, if you have all kinds of shames around like self-pleasure and, you know, stuff like that, and even just self-care, I mean, it doesn't even have to be sexual with yourself like just people don't even self-care you know i mean i there's been times where i've tried to get people to like you know just you know meditate a little bit you know i'm probably just doing that since like seventh grade <laughs> you know like right, right. even though i didn't really know what i was doing i would still just lay on my bed sometimes and just relax and listen to the rain or something you know Absolutely. and it's like a lot of people i don't think even do that or they have to do it with like music or something you know it's like they can't just have the complete quietness because when you do go quiet, and I know this from having a really anxious mind in the past, is you sit quietly and then all your thoughts and your fears and your anxieties, just that's all you hear. That's all you feel. It's just. I have to raise my know. hand on that one. <laughs> I was terrified when I started my spiritual journey, my big awakening. Um, I was terrified to be alone with myself. And I think that a lot of people have that, like, because we don't want to think about all that stuff. Right. So we distract. So, right. Um, yeah. Right. And then, and that, and the distraction, that's then the, the other extreme is a kind of vampiric extreme where, you know, you're, you're just undiscerningly giving away your sexual energy, you know, and then, you know, you get a lot of people and I try to hit a good middle ground on this and it's a, it's, difficult to like get right in that middle position on this but you know you got a lot of people who you know they'll see like sexualized music videos or marketing or whatever and they'll get mm -hmm. offended by it you know because it's like oh you know it's sexual uh, you know <laughs> or they'll or people will just fall right into it you know, I mean, they'll see the model with the burger and they're like, I gotta go to Burger King and get that burger, you know, it's like, and it's like, or other people will be like, oh, I can't believe they're, you know, sexualizing everything. Well, I, I see both of those as extremes because, you know, if you just fall right into the marketing and you're not conscious, you're not self-aware, yeah. then your energy's draining, you're, you're giving that over, um, without any of your own sovereignty really. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, and I think a lot of people think they're like protecting themselves from that sexual vampirism um, if they get offended. But I would argue that being offended is just as bad, possibly even worse in some ways, because if you get all upset and emotional about it, that's a really negative vibration. And it's the negative vibrations that the empiric energy feeds off of so yes. it's not so much because even the you know even the sexualized marketing you know it's not really most of the time it's not trying to make you feel good i mean it might be using sex to try to like get your attention right but it's mm -hmm. usually trying to say you got to have this thing to you know look this way or feel 
you know, beautiful or whatever. And it's weird. Form of brainwashing, I call yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. weird because it's like you never see any kind of that like, you know, sexual life force, creative, artistic energy ever being used just for the sake of beauty in and of itself. You know, it's like, right. why, like, if we're going to have, like, you know, I mean, it's probably not a good idea because it'll probably still distract people <laughs> too much and people will be like wrecking. But it's like, if we're going to have a, a model or something on some billboard, like, why does it always have to be selling a burger? Like, can't it just be like a model just for the sake of it being, you know, beautiful in some way? You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? It's like, I do. Yeah. Right. It's just like, we don't seem to have, we can't use that energy without it being having to be connected to, you know, a product or you got to, you know, think this way or buy this or act that way or whatever. So, but still the, the um, energy of being offended all the time is not a good energy either. And then that <laughs> even makes you close off and become more puritanical. And then the people who are more materialistic, who, you know, cause there's a disconnect between like the spiritual religious world and the materialistic kind of more um, atheistic world where right. these people on the material side, in some ways they have less physical and mental like repression of that sexual energy. In some ways they're freer compared to the dogma, but they don't have any spirit connected to it or, or any discernment. So then they just become consumerist, <laughs> you know, and they don't think about any of it. Yeah, Whereas the spiritualist yeah. and the religious people, you know, I think oftentimes act like they're above it, right? When they're kind right. of not, you know, they don't right. have it integrated. And so they kind of, you just get lost in the clouds, right? So you don't want to be like right. pressed into the ground, you know, on one side, just completely just materialistic, but you don't want to be just like, you know, whimsical right. and like, completely disconnected on the spiritual side and so and that's the like on the spiritual side it's like the upper three chakras and then mm -hmm. on the material side it's more the lower three yeah, yeah. and yeah. then and the negative forces that like use the marketing and all that stuff to try to get your attention and just kind of make you a mindless consumer they're masters of that like lower energy field Absolutely. and because they can totally tap into that and the spiritualist they ignore that and they're ignorant of it and so that's why they're so easily offended or it can be taken in by it themselves because they have no sovereignty over that force those lower three chakras within them yeah. especially the root and the sacral chakra where all the um, more sexual energy is so we really have to bridge you know, the divide between those two extremes. And that's kind right. of what we're- because I'm visualizing that's really, it's the perfect example of, of when all of your chakras are in balance, it's all of them being like this. Yes. So the higher is aware of what's going on in the lower, but you're conscious of what's happening yes. clearly. And, and yeah. Yes. And that, and that bridge really that connects the two is the heart chakra it is yeah opening the heart and that's right. but that's no you know people know right you know that's, right. <laughs> because yeah. you start opening that and and i'll say definitely i mean before i had a more a you know deeper spiritual awakening and like you know 2019 and especially 2020 i mean 2020 again nobody let's not even talk about that <laughs> you know but um <laughs> <laughs> um but even years past where i fought before that like you know if someone had asked me regardless of how spiritual or not spiritual i was at the time if someone had asked me like hey are you healed with your like sexual energy and stuff i would have said oh, yeah totally what you know like no problem you know and then 2019 and it's kind of like mm, there's a few things here and then 2020, it's like, oh, God. <laughs> you know? yeah. And then yeah. the later half of 2020, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to have to talk about this stuff. <laughs> and then I, you know, got more, you know, um, 
just more confident and like sharing my thoughts and communicating with people and i i uh started my twitter and everything i actually started that like early 2020 but i was just kind of like reposting stuff not really saying anything just hanging around you know and then the later half of 2020 i'm like okay now i'm actually saying stuff and you know yeah sharing things that i would have never shared like you know a couple years ago I, I believe that was one of the first comments on YouTube is that you were admitting that you knew that you were here to talk about yeah. these things people don't want to talk about. Uh-huh. And right. I knew right then I'm like, oh, you'll be talking about it. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, yeah. Something that also came up for me is when you were talking about the, where people are at and, and whatever, I see a lot of people that, um, how do I put it? So they've woken up. So they have some knowledge, but at the same time, they're still so out of balance and have the wounding in the lower chakras. Mm-hmm. And I'm watching them kind of like totally unbalanced and mm-hmm. going like this. And as a teacher, I'm actually, I think I tweeted about it earlier. It's like, I'm just, when I see that, which is often like, I just hold space and, and kind of, yeah. Because as you said earlier, it's like they have to figure that out consciously <laughs> and bring right. it all together in the heart. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So um, and and thank you for uh, stepping up. Here you are. Yeah, well, thank you. I mean, I you know, I would. I don't think I could like. <laughs> I don't think I could uh, even live if I didn't like you know start talking about all this because it's just it's. I mean, I'm just done with like. You know, because as you wake up more spiritually, you really do understand that the most destructive force is fear. And yes. if you're just afraid and, you know, you're just, you're going to just, your energy's just gone. I mean, we're not even talking about just sexual energy at that point. We're talking about all your energy, just all every, yeah. every chakra, you know, just, just leeches you know, I literally, just... <laughs> I literally, I think it was on my, the, actually the last podcast I did with Reverend Champion. And I described how we get to this point where you, it's like, a, not that I really drink, but a champagne bottle and the cork pops. Right. Because it gets so uncomfortable to not express everything outwardly. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And, and that's what the energy of 2019 and 2020 did for a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. And it's really it's, a gift, even though it sucks. Like, yeah. It's really horrible. yeah. And I think we're really seeing that it's, it's bringing out the best and the worst in people. Oh. The, the people who yes. are refusing to go within and heal and are just still relying on everything outside. Well, from their perspective, the world's falling apart, but right. if you've, if you're doing, and none of us are, perfect i mean i'm still learning stuff every day every minute you know i mean half my day i'm just like what is you know trying to figure something else out you know um but the people who are trying to go within anyway the world looks a lot more positive to them right now than it does to the people who are just like oh you know everything I've ever believed politically is falling apart. Everything I've ever believed religiously or spiritually or scientifically is falling apart. I mean, it's kind of like nobody even knows what's real anymore. <laughs> and it's like, well, is that not the illusions? Basically it, in front of right. Our, yeah. Right. But it can be, um, yeah, I have some people in my family that are going through that and it's interesting to watch. And, um, I, I'm having to learn great patience when it's people that is close to me to just yeah. let them evolve. And mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. it's not always easy though. Cause yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely not about um, being aggressive with like, you know, here's the truth and you know, you must believe this mm-hmm. and you know, I, and I, I used, to, I can admit, I used to be like that. Yeah. I, I totally used to be like that. I'm like, look. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And people don't want it. They're like, oh, yeah. I don't, know. I don't want back. Yeah. And, so. and you really, you know, there's, there's not, you know, too many things that I'm like super like, you know, just adamant on in terms of like, you know, telling people like, you know, you got to do this yeah. or you got to do that or whatever. But I say about the one thing that I can say with that is you got to get away from 
anyone who like you know is and i know you've talked about this some yourself anyone who's like taking you away from yourself and your own you know inner truth and connection with your own heart because and it doesn't mean that people who are you know focusing on the outside world or you know necessarily trying to mislead yeah not trying to mislead you necessarily um it's just it's what they know it's the best they know and and again and, and back to the religious front you know i would tell people too that again you know you don't have to like leave your religion or your church or anything like that if you know if you're listening to me talk about like you know some of the dogma and stuff and and maybe you're thinking you know yeah you know maybe he's got a point you know maybe maybe this way of thinking is a little too um you know dogmatic or too too shaming or or too restrictive or whatever but you know and maybe maybe even my pastor you know teaches a more kind of hellfire and brimstone or something you know but it's like Mm -hmm. you don't have to leave if if your church is a positive force in your life and your community and everything you don't have to leave i mean you know just take what resonates with a lot of us do though yeah well yeah and you know and if you feel if you feel like you need to well you know go ahead but if that's your sovereign decision to make you know i'm not here to tell anybody because again if anything we need more spirituality, more religion than the materialism that has just really wrecked us. I think we with, need to see more of this. Right. Like taking the religion and taking right. it, all paths lead home, which yeah. is really. Right. <laughs> honestly. Right. Um, yeah. And, and, and I, I must say, like, um, you know, the prototype or the template of a good teacher, as you have just shown us, um, it's not about being attached to are they going to do what I, what I said what I've done or what I've recommended right. or what my story is it's not about that it's just planting right. the seed yeah so that they think right think about thinking right and honestly just am I, giving... just, am I just going to this church because this yeah. is where my grandmother yeah went and and her right. mother and her you know uh-huh, uh-huh. about thinking yeah yeah so. yeah and just um even giving it gives people permission to you know because if if you're willing to i mean i could tell you probably most people in my you know just little world and you know real life you know whatever that means (laughs) you know um you know if they watch this it'll be like you know why (laughs) you know i you know did not know this is a whole new side of Nate and like, you know, cause I've always just kind of been like the kind of quiet one, just, you know, yeah. probably no one ever thought I was really working on anything big, you know, <laughs> or, yeah. or going through yeah. some of these, you know, things and it, but you know, it can help inspire other people to be like, well, gosh, I mean, if, if Nate can do it, you know, I can too, you know, it's like, cause yeah. and yeah you know, if I, I understand. To, and, and you're, are you 27? Is that, am I remembering? Uh, 28. 28, 28, sorry. <laughs> 28. Um, just to give people like, cause you said, you know, seventh grade. Yeah. Yeah. You, that you was clear. like, you were woke, you were whatever. So you've been, yeah. um, um, woken up for quite a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very. And, and I, and I never, um, I didn't really come out for people to, to see me, we'll say coming out. Like I was totally quiet. People had no idea what my opinion was. And I was 46, uh, about nine years ago, 46. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's important that we come out now because that yeah. like these corks are popping left and right. Right. <laughs> right. It's just, yeah. it's, there's, there's no more procrastination. <laughs> so just, no, it's getting more and more uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, I was looking at the notes. Oh, you had talked about um, when we initially connected about like some of your shadow work and um, like you have some steps that you've taken or do you have some tools that you've used to help the audience like yeah. shift into unconditional love? And, yeah. and I want to know what you define Christ consciousness is because okay. I found that people define that differently. Yeah. Well, 
so i mean i'll start with the shadow work side like people hear um people hear shadow work and things like you know um embracing your shadow side or this or that or whatever and they think like oh you know you're talking about like being evil or something no like shadow work <laughs> isn't about being evil it's just about going into the subconscious and really getting to know thyself about you know what you know just what's all the parts of you and how does it work within you and outside of you and you know the shadow work is where you really start to bring up any pains or traumas you have and honestly and i've been experiencing really um lately it's interesting because i can't i feel like i can't really say that i've had you know trauma per se in this life necessarily like i mean again everyone defines trauma differently so i won't get into that but um you know i didn't have as much karma in this life likely yeah i guess that's yeah I don't know, you know, <laughs> something like that, but um, I've, I've really been feeling almost like there's more um, almost collective or past life, you know, uh, mm-hmm. shadow or trauma to work through, and that's something that you just get into also as you get down the spiritual journey um, is you get into concepts of reincarnation and other lives and stuff like that, and you know, and if you don't believe in that, I mean, that's okay. I mean, you know, but it's just, that's something that I've been getting more into um, from my perspective. And definitely, I do think past life or no past lives, whatever you want to think about that, I do really believe that there's a, a collective field of that trauma and shadow. And I think all of us are kind of doing our own little part whether we're talking about it or not, we're doing our own part to kind of clean up that collective shadow. I mean, we've kind of- That's, that's been my mission for 2021. Yeah. <laughs> so you're right yeah. on target. I can yeah. confirm that. Yeah. yeah. But we've just, yeah. as a collective, we've just taken everything and just sweeped it under the rugs for like hundreds of years. And now it's like the rug's being pulled back and it's like, oh <laughs> well time to clean the room i guess no more I'm asleep. <laughs> yeah no more yeah. um avoiding it so <laughs> um but so as far as connecting to unconditional love and um what i define as christ consciousness i mean i would put those as one and the same i would say christ consciousness is unconditional love and just forgiveness and you know um love thy neighbor and all that stuff i mean that was like jesus's like last commandment it was like and he seemed to make it pretty clear that was like the most important thing was you know love thy neighbor you know and um service to others and stuff like that um Mm -hmm. so to me that's what christ consciousness is is really just i mean i take a you know i'm in the more kind of cosmic and kind of mystical part of it um, yeah. You know, you don't have to go all the way there. You know, I mean, you don't have to go all the way, you know, like tarot cards and, um, you know, channeling and um, space brothers and, you know, yeah. ETs and interdimensionals and all that stuff. I mean, you can take a more traditional view of it, though I do believe that that's a lot of the stuff that was happening way back then. And people just mm-hmm. described it the best they could. And we have somewhat better ways of describing it today that kind of more spiritual like higher worlds however you want to see that whether you believe they're they're angels or aliens or one in the same or whatever right um to me that christ consciousness is just the unconditional love and the way to get through the shadow work is to give yourself that unconditional love so where are you wounded you know and Really, I mean, something I do, like a daily practice I do is just, I just like lay in bed and I just, you know, hands over your heart. And I mean, if you've got like prayer beads or some crystals or whatever mm-hmm. you got, you know, whatever works for you or nothing at all, it's fine. Just um, whatever you need, um, just go into that heart space, go as deep as you can and you know, really connect directly 
to whatever god you believe in or source or you know the uh, electron or whatever you know whatever right. you believe in right. whatever higher power that you believe is 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 love because i think i think no matter what the higher power is I think what we're all trying to connect to is just that divine, unconditional love. Um, and that was something that really kind of through 2019, when I got looking back at my awakenings and my atheist phase and stuff that I was like, wow, you know, it's interesting. Now, someone wouldn't have been able to convince me at the time, but looking back now, I realized, well, you know, I never really was an atheist because I said I believed in love when I made that uh, switch. Oh. And so it's like, mm -hmm. okay, well, then I still believe in God, because to me, God is love. So, you know, however you want to materialize it down in through like religion or spirituality, it's sooner or later, it's just love. And I feel that's the default. It's fear that makes us think that, you know, love isn't real or, or whatever, you know, um, yeah. and you can get into all kinds of, <laughs> you know, things about that, but that'd be more of a different conversation as far as like, where does fear come from and stuff like that. But uh, yeah. what's most important is just give yourself that unconditional love and self-care. And you'll, I really, I might, it might be painful at first. I mean, it can be very painful because yeah. you start opening your heart and, you know, and I would have said as far back as seventh grade, I would have said, oh yeah, my heart's open. I mean, I've always felt like I've weared my heart on my sleeve, <laughs> right? But, but then 2019, it opens a little bit more. And I'm like, huh. And more and more. And then 2020, you know, woof, you know, I'm like, ah, you know. <laughs> and it, it doesn't feel good all the time because you have to face things. Um, but if you do it regularly enough, you will start to you know you'll go through all the emotions you know anger sadness joy i mean everything and really you know joy is something to not be discarded though because i think a lot of people even in the pretty woke spiritual world yeah. you know it's like we have a really difficult time with joy it's like if we're doing shadow work or we're healing you know we're like Okay, yeah, this is spiritual. But if we're actually being joyful, joyful we're like, and and right, we're like, oh no, something's wrong. This is this isn't right. I shouldn't be joyful, you know. Especially if we're engaging the the sexual energy in some way through oh, through, through joy. Yes. Like, well, forget yes. it. You know, it's like. Oh, I'm so glad you brought that up. <laughs> Yeah, joy and is again, one of the highest vibrations right. possible. Yeah. Right, and again, it doesn't even have to be physical like sexual mm -hmm. pleasure it can be just taking that energy and just putting it into beautiful art you know i mean that <laughs> you look at art music singing right just, uh, pottery creating you'd like right. channel it yeah i know what you're right. talking about right it's and, powerful and if you look at our world in general like cities and arc architecture and stuff it's like we got all these boring ass like cubes <laughs> you know that's just utilitarian and it's like who's designing this stuff i feel like it's not engaging their root any... chakra was blocked right right they're not engaging any of that like sexual creative like life right. force right and it's like if we started engaging that from a healed perspective i mean we'd start making like you know these delicate like pillars again and domes and you know stuff that looks more like greek or like uh you know even yeah. atlantis if you want to go that far back oh yeah know? yeah so i mean yeah. you know we just have to like and i think that's the most one of if not the most difficult parts that is in the healing is if we're still somehow kind of feel like we're beating ourselves up because it's like oh well, i'm doing my shadow work you know or i'm doing my healing and i'm all super serious and like i gotta get past this you know it's like okay well i've i've done my hard work for the day and you know i can be happy with that but if you're just like relaxing and you're happy and it's like you you feel you we feel shame for being happy you know and yes. i just you just seen actually uh, earlier this morning i did a tweet the other night 
<laughs> a little thread yeah. where I used a gif of these monks hitting themselves with this <laughs> like plank, you know, like this um this kind of uh, self-hatred thing, you know, and it's like, and that's what we do. Mm -hmm. I mean, we do it from, you know, a religious perspective, political perspective. I it yeah. just, it doesn't matter what you're in, you know, it's like, there's always someone or, or something, you know, telling us like, you know, you're just a dirty sinner or, you know, you're not woke enough or you're not, you know, I mean, it's just like everyone judging and shaming. And it's just like, yep. you got to get past that and get to a place of, you know, and we joy. start with ourselves. Yes. That's what I've discovered. Like, right. as I've been more loving to myself, more compassionate with myself, I go uh -huh. out and have fun, just uh -huh. me, myself, and I. Like, right. That those self judgments that I used to have, I would put them on other people. Once they're gone oh, yeah. and loved up, yeah. Do whatever you want to do. I don't, yeah. okay. I'm doing me. You do yeah. you. Yeah. I mean, really, yeah. it all boils down to like, for me, unconditional love and sovereignty and that yeah. you know you have that unconditional love for yourself and other people and you have sovereignty for yourself and if you have that you're going to respect the sovereignty of others so then you know you're not going to invade like you know i believe we should be a lot freer you know with sexual energy and we shouldn't be so ashamed of it and everything like that but that doesn't mean that we go around and, you know, shove that sexual energy in people's faces, you know, like right. in a right. unconsenting kind of way or, you know, use it to try to distract or, you know, control people. Because that's what the a lot of the marketing and a lot of the entertainment industry does sometimes is they use it that way as a means of control. So, you know, yeah. we just have to have that sovereignty and the unconditional love and we won't do that. We'll will use that energy for good and not bad and we won't be on one side like if there's any star wars fans out there i don't know how many there might be but um you know you got the jedi and you got the sith and the sith yeah. are like the bad guys and the jedi are the good guys but the jedi you know they're like they're just those upper three chakras the sith right. are the lower three and so the sith they get into the dark side and you know, dark magic and, you know, to get just power and uh, control over people. And the Jedi are like trying to be good guys and everything, but they're so ungrounded and unrealistic and they're way too <laughs> detached, right? And yeah. then you got in the main um, storyline, you got the Anakin kid who becomes Darth Vader, like the most evil guy, you know? Yeah. He gets pushed to the dark side because all he wants is to like... Um, marry um padme which is like his um mm -hmm. lover or whatever his romantic interest you know in the films and he just wants to live a normal life with her but the jedi forbid marriage and then the dark side scares him that he's going to lose padme right and and then they say that you can save her by joining the dark side because you have more power to save her and that's exactly what happens in our everyday life is you get the the well-meaning spiritual and religious people that shut themselves down in all of their more grounded lower chakra energies and then they get kind of duped by the by the you know dark side over here that you know takes their um puritanism and stuff and uses it against them and then a lot of people will leave that more puritanical world and go over to the material world thinking that's where the freedom is but then they hit a dead end and so you right. just you're like a ping pong ball yeah. you know and you, you gotta get too. yeah right you okay. gotta get off the table you got you gotta realize Whoa. that you're the ping pong ball and then you gotta bounce off the table yourself and go play your own game <laughs> you know so yeah yeah. I love that. But it's not, and it can seem like it's like a no-brainer from the perspective I'm at now, but you know, it's really not. And people shouldn't, you know, beat themselves up if it's like, oh wow, I've never thought about it this way, or you know, whatever. Because again, if you're the ping pong ball, you're getting hit so much that you're so dazed, you know, you don't even <laughs> You know, because again, the way our society especially treats that sexual energy is ridiculous because it's like, 
we're all like, you know, everyone pretends that they are offended by it and hates it and everything, you know, but then it's like our whole industry is like just using that sexual energy left and right, you know, and it's like, okay, so it's like on one hand, we seem like we're out of control in some ways with it, and on the other hand, we're like, well, no, we're just good little monks, you know, it's like a complete disconnect of of reality, and so no wonder people can't find the balance <laughs> yeah I, I do have a question for you sure. um, before we wrap up um something you had said and, and and i mentioned this often in my work and i noticed you mentioned it you know it is painful to go into the quiet into the silence into the heart space um because stuff comes up that we've been hiding behind that closed door mm-hmm. <laughs> okay that we don't want to admit so I guess in, in your words, like, like I often say on the other side of it, if you keep going through it, like I'm very much in a state of harmony and bliss. Yes, stuff still happens in that concurrently. But when you're in the balance, it's um, like life is really enjoyable, even when you're working through the stuff. So I'm curious yeah. from your perspective, like what? So if I'm watching this and Nate is saying, oh, it's going to be painful and it's okay that it's painful. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Why would I want to walk yeah, right. that, Nate? Like, right. what, what, what's the takeaway? The right. ego right. wants to know what's the takeaway yeah, from yeah. me going into the quiet yeah. in myself. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the takeaway is once you reach a certain point, the you start to, because, you know, as you bring the light in, to your system it pushes out the dark and the pain is that dark that's leaving right but once you've pushed out you know you're not you quite frankly you may never push out all of it you know in one lifetime you know because you know again it's an ongoing process and you know our growth is never complete you know we're never necessarily perfect but we can get to a point of balance and have you know actual joy in our lives but so as you get enough of that darkness out then you'll start to feel the light enter more than the darkness leave and as you feel that you know that warmth and that unconditional love really you know streaming down into you then that's when you're like oh okay actually this is more addictive than the fear or the, you know, and that's the thing. I think I'll, I'll even go out on a limb a bit and say addiction is kind of just a part of life, but it's kind of like, what are you going to be addicted to? Right. And so many people, so many people use the, you know, sexual energy to just try to, if you're coming at it from a material perspective only and no spirit, mm-hmm. you're oftentimes just trying to fill that void in your heart with, you know, just, you know, pure physical pleasure or whatever. Um, And that's a dead end if you don't have the spirit. But again, if you're just all spirit, then you're denying your own embodiment. And, you know, we incarnate for a reason to have these senses and this experience. So you don't want to reject the body outright. Um, But you become addicted to the feeling of that love and that warmth more so than the fear and that's what finally has given me the strength to do this right now because again I can tell you even this time 2019 this time last year like in 2019 I'm sorry 2020 (laughs) again we don't talk about 2020 (laughs) yeah what's time (laughs) right um but like this time last year I probably I may have been able to do this but probably not I would have been you know I probably would have felt a lot of knots in my stomach and everything like that and I don't feel any of that right now because it's just Mm -hmm. like you know I've lived long enough with the understanding the feeling between that the difference of vibration between living in that fearless unconditional love versus And believe me, I've had plenty of years in that fear and anxiety. And so Mm -hmm. that's that's a positive note, a a good takeaway that there is light at the end of the tunnel, because you can have a whole decade or more 
in a lot of fear and anxiety and not even realize that that's what you were in until you start to get out of it. <laughs> you know, then you look back and you're like, oh, you know, but in the <laughs> process of just one year or two years, you know, you can make such a huge difference and feel that difference. And you're like, well, I'm never going back. You know, I mean, yeah. so I mean, I it just the, the fear just doesn't matter to me anymore i mean and people can think what they want or you know and um mm -hmm. i said in one of our earlier meetings that it's like let your work speak for itself and that's you know i would mm. definitely tell people don't worry about getting caught up and over explaining you know that's something i used to do you know over explain try to like you know because you you think and it's natural to want to do that because you think, well, if I just explain it right, people will will understand, you know. <laughs> but no, <laughs> you know. Well, so you just you yeah. just kind of got to say like, no, just follow my work. Just you know, just learn who I am through my work. I mean, that's all you can really do. So because the actions speak louder than the words anyway. So, um, <laughs> yeah. I don't, and and again, I I've I've learned that I I um it, it's I've looked at people like I'm explaining things as simply as possible, and I'm standing there looking at somebody, and I can also I'll actually like see it deflecting off of them because yeah, yeah, yeah. they're not at it, and I and I've learned that it's because they're not at a consciousness level, right. a certain vibration, right, to be able to even absorb it, right, so just like <laughs> right, and every right. once in a while. I have determined um, from, you know, going back and talking to people that I didn't think got it at all, like, oh, they got it. It just took a while for that seed to start yeah, germinating and right, whatever. Right, so, right, right. And, you know, yeah. and I think sometimes people do get it, you know, but they're like, you know, oh, I'm not like, I'm going to pretend I don't get it. You know, I'm going to pretend oh, I don't see it. I think there's some of that too. Yeah. You know, it's like, because, <laughs> and it's understandable too that some people you know a lot of times i think we all do it we don't just immediately like accept a new idea or a new thought or you know we got to work with it ourselves and that's what you should do you know work with it yourself and mm -hmm. you know you can go away from it for a while and just let it kind of play in the back of you know your mind i mean don't get too caught in your mind because that's going to be ego and then you're because I know how the mind is a, a hamster wheel and she, you don't want to be on that hamster wheel, but, you know, oh, just, no. just meditate on it, you know, from a higher mind yeah. or a heart perspective and the answers, you know, will come to you in time. So. Yeah. I, I must say some of my best teachers have been ones that have given me perspectives that were so polar opposite of mine. Yeah. And it wasn't that, um, sometimes like the ego thinks, oh, I'm supposed to agree with them. Like, right. like they know what they're talking about. I'm supposed uh -huh. to agree with them. Um, and sometimes like a good teacher I've discovered, like just puts a perspective out there for you to figure out. And right. I figured out, oh yeah, no, that's not true for me. And that's right. what I was needing to know. Right. That that's not true for me. Right. And to land in that place of unconditional love, which yeah. is not judgmental about, yeah. Oh, they think this. I think this. Right. right. It's all okay. Yeah. Sometimes all you got to do is just give like different diving boards for people. Oh, that's good. Yeah. You know, and people can choose what, where they want to jump off. <laughs> yeah. That's so. a great analogy. I love that. We've been talking for almost a full hour already. Wow. It's time's um, flying. <laughs> so um, as we wrap this up, like, what are, what are you needing to share and express into the world and, and, or do you just maybe have some, you know, guidance to help people and their journey to landing in unconditional love and embracing Christ consciousness or, or maybe just embracing themselves? Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely embracing yourself for sure. I mean, if you can't, if you can't embrace yourself, you can't embrace anyone else or anything else, uh, you know, from you know, deeper, genuine um, places. So, I, I mean, really, my main thing, I mean, I think eventually, once we heal enough, 
as a collective, we can get more to a kind of joyful place. Um, and that joy is important. But right now, I do think that the focus should be on just heal yourself. You know, like if you've got sexual wounding or, you know, trauma or you've got, um, you know, you're, you're like, yeah, you know, I don't like this dogma or maybe, you know, this, whether it's religious or political or just whatever it is, you know, if you have to have something taking you away from yourself and your own heart, your own discernment, your own sovereignty, mm -hmm. reclaim all that energy, right, for yourself. Mm -hmm. And, you know, mm -hmm. I would actually um, encourage, like, because I think things will really change when the more spiritual and religious people start being secure in actually using that sexual creative energy from their own perspective, from their own sovereignty, you know, um, again, even that's just through art, right, um, or just whatever, as they heal and they have that new life about them, right, because as you do heal, that energy flows so much better, and you're not even, like, you're not even affected like if there was a time where you may have been like distracted or something by sexualized marketing or something it's like it doesn't it just don't it just bounces off of you you know it's like it doesn't even affect you anymore because it's like your own inner energy is just through the roof you know because you're like healing yourself and yeah. you're like i don't need all these outside things you know what is this you know so it all becomes transparent when you address it from a conscious and you know, heartfelt space, whether than with the balance of the top and the bottom energies, uh, yeah. then that's when you really do start to heal. But so again, just for people just, you know, um, go into your heart through meditation, self-care. I mean, even, you know, it sounds silly, but even just hugging yourself, you know, caressing yourself, you know, I mean, telling your it body works. you love it you know it's like yeah. it, it can seem silly at first works. right yeah right it, it can it it's like what am i doing you know <laughs> but, but yeah it does it, it, it works you know because even just subconsciously through our day-to-day -day lives we beat up on ourselves so much you know and mm -hmm. and that ego just you know really gets in there you know and it's just just eats you alive you know so but as you start to um, and as you get deeper into your heart and heal that, you will start to notice your mind and your heart does actually start to work together a little bit and not just yeah. constantly fighting each other, you know. So um, but again, you can have a decade of a lot of um, kind of living in shadow. But if you even just have one year of bringing in that light, I think pretty much everybody, you know, will find that, oh, I, I like this light more than I like the darkness, you know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So just, it's just really healing. And again, I, my, my, my plea with people, you know, and especially with, the, you know, more religious dogmatic side, I mean, again, I would tell the more materialistic people, you know, learn discernment and how to use your sexual energy or just your energy in general as more um more connected to your heart and not as just blindly following whatever right um but since my background is more in the kind of spiritual religious world i feel like i can kind of talk a little more uh connective to that and I just definitely tell those people, uh, you know, regardless of what you believe, religiously, spiritually, whatever, like, you know, don't don't listen to anything. Again, always check it with your. Don't just take my word for it. Always go within your own heart and check it out for yourself. But yeah. you know, I would say, don't listen to anyone who just like tells you that you're just like a dirty sinner and your body is dirty and you know you can't be embodied and you know or you have to like you know dress a certain way or you know i mean again you know the bible says our body is a temple of god and i do believe that 
but you know it's your temple and so you can paint it whatever colors you want you know you can you can paint beautiful pictures on it you can you know and you can have a party in your temple <laughs> you know i mean it's not you know so many people treat the our body as a temple as a thing of like well it's just a temple you know it's just like concrete and like you know just mm -hmm. blank walls i guess you know and i mean if that's your style if that's what you like that's cool but if you want to get you know real artistic and everything be as artistic as you like and if yeah. someone you know and if someone is offended at your temple well that's not their business it's your temple they can go and build their own temple <laughs> that's just not their kind of art i i always right. for a very long time since since young always saw myself and people as walking talking art and yeah. you know not art certain arts not for everyone sure yeah yeah so just you know just love yourself and give yourself that um healing and i mean that's really my biggest takeaway for people and as they heal they i think people will find it's like wow i'm more creative i'm you know i'm i feel more spiritual i feel you know i just life is so much more beautiful you know you just look at everything with clearer perspective and that's going to make it less likely that you're going to get um distracted by what's going on in the outside world or anything yeah. like that as you start to um, get rid of that lower vibrational energy so mm -hmm. yeah i'm just gonna give you a big old amen Nate. <laughs> thank you <laughs> yeah totally and agree. thank you so much for the opportunity to have the platform and to share this it's i really do believe there's uh the best days are are still ahead so <laughs> Yeah, well, and you're welcome. Thank you for um, for saying yes. Yeah, for saying yes. The universe is very ecstatic right now. I can feel yeah. it. They're like, hey, yeah, yeah. All, all, all wonderful, good things for you in the future, my friend. I, I know that for you always. Um, and if you guys liked this content, make sure that you give it a thumbs up, comment, share it with other people on their spiritual journey that may be a little lost right now and could use some of this beautiful guidance from Nate. And I will put Nate's links below. So if you want to follow him on Twitter or check out his art or anything else that he wants to have me list below, I will do that. And um, this is Arabella. I will see you guys all again really soon. Thanks for listening, lovers. This has been a Black White Production, copyright 2021. All information is for entertainment purposes only. Please see the links below to get in touch with. This is Arabella. Until next time.